Welcome to the Posters in Every Direction podcast. We are your hosts. My name is Mike. And I'm Erica. And on this show, we discuss concert posters, music with a heavy emphasis on the Dave Matthews Band, artists, and the community of poster and merch collecting. So whether you are new to this hobby or a seasoned professional, we invite you to come and relax now and join us in the space between music and art. This is episode 15 of the Posters in Every Direction podcast, title Dream Girl. We're going to be doing a poster review on this podcast, a deep dive into the Dave Matthews Band poster from their show June 24th, 2023 at Meriwether Post Pavilion in Columbia, Maryland. The artist of this piece is Owen Murphy. Uh, and he is out of One Drop Design Studio. You can find them on Instagram and wherever you like to find things on the interwebs. Um, <laughs> I'll say that uh, we were not at this show. No. But this is another example of uh, poster buddies. Mm-hmm. And so I'll let Erica tell the story because really it's a lifelong poster buddy buddy. Right. Like a real friend. A real friend. Who also functioned as a poster buddy. <laughs> In this particular right. instance, yes. So uh, actually, I don't know if, if y'all know Mike and I in person, uh, we both went to the University of Maryland. Go Terps. Go Terps. Ooh, ooh. Sort of. They're now in the Big Ten. So Yeah, but we can still say go Terps. It's, eh. We still cheer. Uh, so we both went to the University of Maryland back in the late 90s, early 2000s. And uh, I was in a sorority. Uh, shout out to my 80 pie girls, but, uh, my girlfriend Kristen and I were in the same pledge class and we always were good friends and over the last couple years, even closer, even though she still resides in Maryland and we're down in North Carolina and she's also a big Dave Matthews fan and, uh, loves some really classic posters. Some of her pieces are real classic, which is so awesome. Uh, well, Kristen had texted me and said, Hey, you know, are you guys going to be looking for the poster for tonight's show when we weren't able to make it to the, the Meriwether show because the night before we were in Pittsburgh. That's right. Well, (laughs) we talked about, do we drive to Meriwether? And by the time we started looking into that, it was sold out at Meriwether. It was. Yeah. This was a sold out show. Also say for listeners who aren't familiar with Meriwether. I mean, I've been there. I don't Mm -hmm. know if you were, I think you were at shows there. Well, I in saw Brandy Carlisle oh, recently right. there at Meriwether, yeah. Um I had I haven't been there since since college, it's exactly but the same. It, it's a smaller venue. It it's is. not the size of your typical twenty thousand person amphitheater. Right. No. And mm-hmm. so by the time we went and looked for for tickets because yeah. it would have been a pretty easy stop off the road to drive yeah. from Pittsburgh to Meriwether and then, then back to, to Raleigh. Yeah, it wouldn't um, be too awful. But by the time we we kind of were looking to make that happen, yeah. they were sold out of tickets. So yep. we abandoned ship. I think it ended up being for the best because I, if I recall, it was really really hot. Yeah, that night at that was... show was the reports, and I, yep. you know, after we were coming down from Pittsburgh, we had such perfect weather there. <laughs> if we then went into Saturday show, it would just been. Blazing, blazing hot. Blazing hot. It might not have been this. Yeah. But either way, Kristen had reached out and was like, hey, um, you know, if you guys want a poster, I can try to get you one. And she was able to get us one. Um, because honestly, when, you know, we talk about you see a poster and sometimes it's an immediate, Mike and I talk about immediate, yes, got to have it. It's an artist that we love. It's an image that we just absolutely love. For me, this one was like a, oh my gosh, she is stunning. 
And so I um, was super excited that Kristen was able to get this for us and we have it in our hands now. And so really wanted to take a minute and review this beautiful piece because honestly, when you have a, a, a new artist for the band, we've had a few mm-hmm. that have had their first time Dave Matthews band posters. I believe this is the first one for Owen um, Murphy. And what's really cool is I love that the band oftentimes will pull a local artist for the venue. Yes, yes. And so um, I'll do a quick little bio on Owen, um, and then we can you know talk a little bit about this piece. And yeah, to that point, I mean, I would say I've, this would be an interesting sort of side research project. I'm not sure if it's every time, but it seems to be pretty frequent that when the artist does their first mm-hmm. poster, mm-hmm. It, it, it is. It seems to be local in some sense. Like I think of James Flames did his first poster for the for Dave Charlotte. Matthews Band was mm-hmm. for Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And that would just be an interesting sort of side deep dive yeah, to go to see. Look. This artist is from here. Where was their first Dave Matthews poster? That'd and how cool often is that? Um, side project we'll total tangent. <laughs> dig into. To your point of that. Um, yeah. That Owen Murphy, the artist here, is from Maryland. Mm-hmm. Um, and that he has ties there. And then his first poster that he does for Dave is right. at a pretty prominent um, venue in Maryland. Yeah. I would say Merriweather is probably... A lot of people in that sort of D.C. metro area end up going to Bristow, Virginia, which mm-hmm. we used to call Nissan Pavilion. I think yeah. it's now Jiffy Lube. Um, and then there's obviously <laughs> spots in D.C., yeah. but I would say Merriweather for, for Marylanders mm-hmm. is a pretty big, yeah. uh, big it's a great, well-known It's venue. a really great venue. It's, it's interesting because it's in Columbia. It's in this, like, corporate office complex. Mm-hmm. It's very kind of strange. But then when you are... Actually, in the pavilion at the amphitheater, it, it's like this little, it feels very, very quaint in a way mm-hmm. that it's it's not this huge amphitheater that we're used to going to see the band. So um, if you were at the show, it was a great show. Um, Setlist was awesome. And what was really cool, like I said, is this image comes out, you know, ahead of time um, on the interwebs and... Oftentimes you see it and you're like, immediate yes. So this was an immediate yes for me. So I did a little deep dive into Owen. Um, you know, He's actually a, Bar- a Maryland-based designer right outside of Baltimore currently. Uh, he went to uh, Salisbury University where he got his BFA in, I think, 09. And has been working as an artist since 14, working in print shops. And um, kind of on his, uh, as a side hustle, he started doing uh, freelancing for bands and festivals and uh, got a lot of great momentum. I mean, his work is really stunning and unique. And about 2016, he became a full-service art and design studio. Um, He lists on his website, if you want to go, it's just onedropdesignstudio.com. Same with his Insta. And uh, there's there's, uh, lists their kind of services right now um, are band, merch, design, and production, apparel, poster design, custom illustration, company logos, and packaging. So, um, you know, he's kind of a full-service design firm in his in, <laughs> in his own right. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was really, you know, again, interesting is, one, you know, you've got a local artist doing the piece for the local venue, um, and we're going to deep dive into this particular piece because it has a lot of Maryland um, and D.C., Easter eggs, so to speak, in okay. it, okay. but also, um, you know, this was, and we can, you know, it was titled Dream Girl on Owen's Instagram, 
And um, I was lucky enough to have a, a little casual conversation via um, DMs on Instagram with him about it because as a community as a whole, we all saw this and we went, dream girl. Yeah, I think that was a, a pretty prominent response. And for those listeners who may, may not be familiar, Dream Girl, uh, uh, of course, is mm-hmm. a title track um, or a track yeah. off of the Dave Matthews album, uh, Stand Up. It's the mm-hmm. opening track. Yep. Um, and it's this really kind of beautiful opening mm-hmm. to it that is a very calming sort of zen, mm-hmm. like, you know. A little finger uh, pinky. You know, yeah. like that. You know, sort of. Yeah, but I was talking more about the intro of like the voices. And it has this sort of like, yeah, yeah, this sort of almost like um, angelic Mm -hmm. opening to the way that the boys are singing on that record. Um, And then, of course, you know, the the imagery you get from the song is this dream girl of the singer, Dave Mm -hmm. Matthews. And I think the music video, if I'm not mistaken it was done it was played by Julia Roberts. Roberts oh yeah, yeah I know like come on yeah. Dave like let me just call up one of my besties right it was pretty hey, awesome hey Julia you want to be my dream girl in this video she's right. like sure and this is a this is a 2005 <laughs> release right so yeah. stand up comes out in 05 mm-hmm. uh, Mark Batson was the producer of that record it was a new direction for the band mm-hmm. it was yeah. very Carter centric very percussion centric mm-hmm. uh, because I think the producer Mark Batson um, has that background yeah. and the band in a lot of ways really pushed the envelope and sounded different than their prior albums mm-hmm. i think yeah. i think they have a, a good habit of this as they release new music mm-hmm. but at that time not that 2005 now is new music this is old music now right it's wow. old. yeah but at that time it was new music and what i'm saying is as the band kind of releases a new album they morph yeah. uh, into some different sounds yeah. changing it up Dream Girl was one of those. When this record opened with that sort yeah. of, ah, yeah. you know, this kind of angelic chanting by the the band, um, and I just butchered it, but that's in my head. Um, we all hear it, it in our heads. Yeah, it was it was a different kind of opening, I think, than mm-hmm. I had heard before. Yeah, um, and still that um, yep. that echoes, you know, in my yeah. in my mind. So again, as we talked about posters putting songs in your head last week. This one, it's called Dream Girl. Yep. The reaction was Dream Girl. You look at it, and it does it does kind of elicit that response. Yeah, and so, you know, when I was um, sharing some of our stories on Instagram of framing it up and um, doing, you know, sort of the social media side of it, um, I got to connect with Owen on um, DMs, and I said, you know, we refer to this one as Dream Girl. I feel like there's a story behind her. And he said, that's definitely the song reference. Essentially, she's a celestial space goddess, muse-like being. He said it probably came from a subconscious memory of his teenage brain when he first heard the song at the end of high school. I was like, that's really, really cool. I asked him if it was okay to share it. He said, yeah. Um, But, you know, you look at this, and I mean, that's the, we can kind of go right into talking about this piece. But you go right into it, and the first the first thing I see, obviously, is this. We talk a lot about like balance, mm-hmm. symmetry. This is very balanced. This is very symmetrical. Um, it has these. Uh, obviously, the center is this star, spiritual goddess, like light being, um, and she's glowing, and she's got like a third eye crown, and this hair, and this flowing gown, and around her are. Um, on the top are actually uh, branches, um, and this is actually a shout out to your DC, Maryland. These are cherry blossoms. Yep, yep. Um, from the river basin, that is very, very popular in the DC area. 
On the bottom are these beautiful like Black Eyed Susan flowers, which I think um, are a state flower or some sort of state flower. Oh, okay. Yeah, so the ones that have like those darker centers to them, I think are Black Eyed Susan. So that's a Maryland state flower? I think so. I'd have to look it up and like confirm, but in my brain, I feel like that's um, what it is. So, you know. Yeah, to kind of go where Erica was leaving off as she looks up to see what the state flowers of Maryland are. (laughs) Again, this is our research in real time with y'all. as Erica said, the sort of center of the piece is this dream girl, mm-hmm. uh, as as Owen said, this celestial being. Yep, I was right. Um, it is the black-eyed Susan, which is the state flower of Maryland. So there you go. And those are sort of like a field that she's kind mm-hmm. of almost appearing in. Yep. Out of this sort of like time and space, yeah. blue circular kind of portal looking energy. Uh-huh. The, the background is all stars or apparently stars. These, these like almost like planets, these mm-hmm. little kind of dots of yellow and blue and orange um and then the border work of this piece oh, yeah. is almost its own piece of art mm-hmm. like uh owen murphy played paid some particular attention yep. to sort of design a border to me that is reminiscent of like a tarot card or a playing oh, card sure. or something like that for sure but the work is very intricate mm-hmm. and its own little kind of mini design these little there's, evil eyes. There's, yeah, there's all these references to these, yeah, you would almost like a Hamsa eye or something mm-hmm. like that. And then she's wearing a crown that yep. has apparently the third eye, mm-hmm. you know, viewing, which we've seen an eye. This is another theme that is in a lot of Dave Matthews Band posters. Yep. Um, it, it comes up. I think mm-hmm. it is this sort of like nod to uh, something beyond your typical you know, five senses. Oh, sure. When you're experiencing live music in a, in a group, you know, setting Setting. like an outdoor amphitheater, there is this sort of like feeling of like, we're all connected somehow. Mm. And that's, what's always spoke to me about those, those eye messages Mm -hmm. um, that we get in, in some of the, the poster work from some of the artists. Yeah. Yeah, This, uh, you know, I immediately was like blown away um, not only just because, again, you know, you've got that tie to the Dream Girl song, but it's just a stunning, like, stunning piece of art. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is really unique, I think, compared to a lot of the posters that had come out this um, tour. Mm-hmm. This one just had this really unique quality to it. And, you know, immediately your brain goes to the song. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also noticed like on the bottom where her dress, it, it, it's like, are these asteroids? Are they water drops? You know, one drop design studio. Mm-hmm. It almost looks like, where is she coming out of? Like could where be is little she coming oyster from? shells at the shore, like mm. Eastern shore of Maryland. Yeah, could they have do kind of look a little oyster there. shelly down at the bottoms, but you know, these beautiful flowers and she's, she's glowing her entire, like, it's like this aura around her. Yeah. So a lot of times we'll see caricature or, um, you know, figure designs, mm-hmm. person designs in artwork of the Dave Matthews band. Mm-hmm. You know, Miles Sang comes to mind with a lot of the muses or Chuck Sperry with his muses. James Flames and that Phoenix one where James... she's glowing in the fires. Yeah. yeah. And, and what Owen chose to do here, which is very interesting to me is he basically made this celestial goddess, dream girl woman, a um, silhouette. Yeah. And there is Uh no, you know, face design. There is no, you know, skin tone at all. She is essentially a silhouette and she is filled 
you know, that, that with space stars. with the stars and space and mm-hmm. sort of infinity. Almost a little like space, like if I took the space between, yeah, you know, and, and said like, what would you, what would your soul be filled up as? And, you know, it, that's a really unique kind of point to it is like, she's, she's not here, but right. she's here, but like, or she's in the process of materializing and mm. we got this glimpse before she's fully apparent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That kind of speaks to like the word dream girl or yeah. any kind of dream you have. Sometimes you are in it and it's very palpable. It's you can, yep. you can recount it other times. It's a little fuzzy or blurry or incomplete. Well, cause and maybe that's here. Like there's the shape yeah. of the dream girl, but do we really know who she is? Or maybe it's just, you know, eye of the beholder, open to interpretation, mm-hmm. fill in the blank for yourself. I think sometimes when, you know, when you are sleeping, but then you wake up, but you're not, you were talking about, what did you say? It's the Yoda walk or something in the middle of the night where you're like <laughs> trying to, to still be asleep, but you're, you gotta go up to the bathroom or something like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. There's you know, a- there's a time in between when you're, when you're awake and when you're asleep and there's this, this sort of in between the worlds, the dream world. Yeah. Are you, are you, you know, slipping in between the two? Uh, you know, she's sort of right in there. Like where I would imagine you would be in this, I'm not fully awake, but I'm not fully asleep. Mm-hmm. And you wake up and you're like, was that a dream or was that, was I in another dimension? Right. Was I in another, did I, Dr. Strange, you know, get into the multiverse here? Yeah. And it looks almost like she's appearing from a dimension. That was one of the things I wanted to talk mm-hmm. about that, you know, I see in this and again, or you interpret it by your experience, et cetera. Yeah. Again, I grew up kind of a comic book kid. And so this sort of speaks to me from like comic book panels, that mm-hmm. blue circular repeat energy mm. of like somebody's, you know, kind of, yep. it's not um, harmful, damaging energy. This is sort of like, you know, portal and like they're moving well, between time and space. Yeah, And then you have this sort of yellow glow around her that mm-hmm. reminds me very much of like, um, Jim Lee, X-Men, The Phoenix, uh-huh. or, uh, you know, Captain Marvel, right? Yeah. Um, Miss Marvel, Marvel Girl. Um, the, you know, this sort of energy that protects these comic book beings when they're in space or it surrounds them. Yeah. She also, you know, I look at her with this white flowing dress, mm-hmm. this beautiful blonde hair, um, and, and a crown. And it is a little bit of Galadriel from Lord of the Rings. Oh, that speaks yeah. To me too. Like you can see that. when she appears in the forest and mm-hmm. she's kind of glowing, illuminated, yeah. um, and then sort of reveals herself to Frodo and the others <laughs> as a, a bigger deal than just the yeah. lady of the woods. And so there's a little bit of that too. And I just, yeah. I wonder if um, any of that was part of the, the inspiration. But I think just looking at the piece, if you look at the way that the blue energy rings mm-hmm. kind of are behind her yeah. and the yellow sort of energy that surrounds her, I think these are meant to be two different types of energy and storytelling mm-hmm. devices. That's how I would interpret it if it was a comic book. I would see the blue as mm-hmm. this is sort of warp speed slowing down or a portal opening up wow. that she's coming through. Yeah. And then that yellow as sort of that protective light mm-hmm. that's kind of helped her as she materializes yeah. and appears where well, she her is. her crown with the eye, you know, the evil eye is, is an old ancient um, amulet to ward off evil, right? Mm-hmm. So you've got, not only has she got the crown, so maybe she's, you know, 
a goddess protected or or is the goddess of the evil eye that carries it around and then you've got again you talk about the border of this particular piece mm-hmm. um and, and again i i you know not all the time do you get sometimes it's the poster that just goes edge to edge um but oftentimes you know there are almost like a poster within a poster yeah um which again this is like very dr strangey to me it's like multi the multiverse of poster images yeah um because you've got you know this beautiful border that's very um, almost like a native kind of tribal mm-hmm. um, concentric pattern, and then these corners that also have these unique. You know what it almost looks like those um, back in the old TV days where the TV would like have that moment where it was like before it clicked on to the channel or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. You know, like not a "We'll be right back," but this like sort of like pre prequel to the show. Yep. I mean, we're talking way way back in like the fifties, but. Um, you know, those are the corner pieces. And then what I love about the frame is you can, for us, we can see the number. It's sign, it's, it's a signed piece. Yeah. These um, were limited to 1,075 pieces at the show. I think mm-hmm. that's a seven. Yeah. And we ended up with number 416, mm-hmm. 416. Yep. And it's signed by Owen Murphy, which mm-hmm. is not, it's not always the case, particularly with poster editions mm-hmm. sometimes you know with the artist edition right you'll like, get them but yep. you don't always have the artist's hand signature in here yeah. Owen Murphy was yeah. not only did he sign it I mean there's a he statement s- below signed says, a thousand of them right he signed <laughs> a thousand seven, 75 of yeah. them um, and it says created by Owen Murphy yep. one drop design studios studio. at the very bottom yep. and we've seen a few of those um, artist taglines uh, I'm looking at the trammel that we have yep. that um, was from Wilmington you know, there's some of them that are on like this small little, um, it, again, it's like a small little typeface just on the bottom, which is really cool. Again, I think as a newer, um, a newer artist to be able to, you know, give, um, directive as to who this, you know, was by, uh, we also talk about typeface of the logo. So this one particular, um, details about it is on the bottom of the, of the poster in its own banner as well. Yeah, it's almost like a little nameplate that you would see. Yep. It looks like a saloon sign <laughs> kind of thing to me. Yeah. Um, but that has design work in it, mm-hmm. a background pattern yep. of this sort of seafoam green and yellow uh, sort of swirly lines mm-hmm. um, that almost looks like the kind of like an oceanic topography map or something like that. Yep, that's that's exactly. sort of the background of the nameplate. And then these little like waves ocean waves, ocean waves at the yep. top with the June 24th yeah. 2023 date yep. then the lettering for the Dave Matthews band mm-hmm. is done in a really unique typeface yeah, that like that, it. it's kind of bubbly but also a little um I don't even know what they I love the way the T's are done in yeah. Matthews like it's just like a really melting mhm yeah but, I mean, it's the kind of lettering, like, I could really see hanging as the sign for a saloon mm-hmm. um, or, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So, really a unique way, again, to present the name of the band um, and, and give the detail of where it was located and mm-hmm. the date with some little ocean waves nod towards the eastern shore of and Maryland. And if you look, actually, within her dress, there's mm-hmm. the same kind of, like, what you would see there in the map. Is that same ocean. Of like, the I ocean hadn't seen that until you just said that. Mm-hmm. I just noticed it as well. I mean, I think... The more you sit with pieces, the more you'll start to notice them. And I think that's, for me, that's one of the most fun parts about poster collecting is noticing new things. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, this was an immediate, like, this is going in. I had had a friend who reached out and was like, 
tell me this isn't in the bathroom. I'm like, it's in a bathroom, but there's no shower in there. <laughs> it's okay. She's safe. Don't worry about it. It's, it's yeah. We've, there's no, there's no steam in this room. It's one of those things like we've, we've hung it in our home. Uh, yeah. In the powder room. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it is kind of a place that gets frequent visitors. Frequent, and so you get to, visitors. you get to see her a lot. And that yeah. was Erica's choice of where she wanted to put it. Um, well, I knew I wanted somewhere that I could see it on the regular. That's right. Um, and I'm not saying that there's rooms in our home, you know, that we don't get to, but you know, sometimes you're just, you know, doing your thing and you, you just, you don't get to go to a room and you're like, Oh, Oh, I forgot about that poster or I forgot about that image that we had or whatnot. So it's nice to have a regular, and that's the fun thing about it. We can move, we're going to move things around, you know, as we, as we run out of walls and halls, (laughs) as we said, halls have disappeared, disappeared. Um, I wanted to point out, too, that like uh, each uh, stop on the 2023 tour, um, they also the band also released uh, through that gas trading card company, mm-hmm. uh, the trading card for this poster. Yep. Um, this is one that I have not seen come up as a post-show edition uh, yeah. with a set list. I've only seen it as the show edition. Mm-hmm. And um, I knew Erica really, really wanted a trading card. And I say that <laughs> somewhat tongue-in-cheek, but I said, if there's one that I was going to get for Erica, I would get this one yeah. so that it could match her Dream Girl poster. Mm-hmm. And so I did um, obtain that, and we're just kind of looking at it side yeah. by side. And it truly is, I mean, you know, these... These are miniature images mm-hmm. uh, of the poster, but there is a just distinct difference in looking at this piece um, on the card, in the, in the, versus, on the the card versus the poster. The coloring yeah. is different. Well, I've noticed that for almost all the cards is that, mm-hmm. and, and, and I get, you know, this is printed obviously maybe in a different way on different paper. You know, it's not going to be like what our, our artists, you know, especially the ones who not only design, but then also do the printing themselves. There's a bunch of artists who will do sort of that full service. Right. Um, some will, you know, work with a print shop as well, you know, but they've got a lot more, um, I think, I don't know the word is like the, the handle on it or something like that. Yeah. You know, like they can really determine how the print is made, what it looks like, make sure that it's not, you know, too far away from their original design. Yeah, there's a difference to the process yeah. between creating an image on on poster paper yeah. and one shrunk down to a baseball card right. size. Yeah, That's... and just you know, my overall message or point here is like these trading cards are fantastic. I love them. They're yeah. handheld. They're great. Yep. But I would say what I've what I'm learning, looking at them side by side yeah. with the actual poster. Um, I would say for me, they're not, the cards are not a replacement for the actual poster. I just think there's so much more to your point, Erica, of like we discover new little Easter eggs every Mm -hmm. time we look at a poster or we see it a little bit different. Yep. I think that change, um, these things are designed to be this size. Correct. And so when you shrink it down to a baseball card, you lose something. I don't want to say that, again, I think the baseball cards are phenomenal. I love them. Mm -hmm. Um, but it does not. The give vibrancy a, give a, is not as is is it's not as vibrant. The colors right. are not as um, they don't jump out to you as much from the card to the poster. And that's yep. the one thing I noticed. And also, even just same thing online. You, you know, we talked about this with the with the Ben Kwok, the Dreaming Tree, mm-hmm. where the image online came out and the people were getting the posters at the show and they were like, "Oh, this color is totally different." And it turns out that you know there was a 
a, a snafu yep. <laughs> or you know a, a, not a miss share but it's a it's just was it just a different image that was shared online prior to the show um you know this one also same thing the vibrancy online is is i think as bright as it is in person but the detail work the line work these etchings behind the flowers the There's details like depth to it right? absolutely when we is. unrolled this and then framed it Oh, I had that moment of yeah. like, oh, I, and it's interesting because a lot of times I know, right? Like I've seen a piece. I'm like, I know this is going to knock mm-hmm. my socks off when I get it in person. Yeah. This was one right out of the gate. You were like, I must have this. Yes. I, you fell in love automatically Absolutely. with Owen Murphy's work. And it is a fantastic piece. It yeah. really is. It's unique. Mm-hmm. I've not seen another Dave Matthews band poster piece like this. No. So it kind of stands on its own. Mm-hmm. And yet with the elements and the choice of dream girls of focus, yeah. it just fits, yeah. right? It fits in the universe of posters, particularly the ones that we kind of focus on collecting, I think. Yeah, we uh, like our style. Sh- we like a strong female character. We do. Here. We like a strong female. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, I'm not, I want to be clear, I'm not knocking the, the trading card. I mm-hmm. love the trading cards. Yeah. Uh, I'm just saying that the poster, I think, is meant, this is a realization I'm having. The poster is really meant to be the poster size. The trading card is a nice little collectible to mm-hmm. keep on the side and flip yeah. through and have fun. But if you really are crazy about a piece yeah. and you've been thinking, I'll get the trading card and that's enough for me. I mean, that's great. Yeah. But just, I, just give it some thought that, you know, that poster is going to have a different visual impact. I yeah, think, I'd when agree you see with it. that. I, I would. And, you know, we talk a lot about, uh, our, I think I don't know if I've coined the term or have just some, somehow come up with it, this poster adjacent, right? These things yes. that are... Yep really right next to the poster collecting hobby. So cards, pins, stickers, mm-hmm. um, t-shirts, you know, t-shirts, uh, you know, cards, other, the, these are all things that are just swirling right around the posters, but I, I'm right there with you. It's not a replacement for the posters for us anyways. And that's just my personal opinion, how I feel about it. Um, you know, we did that review of the bear from uh, Milwaukee last mm-hmm. week, and that was one of those ones where I had seen it, and I was like, really? Okay, that's cool. You know, not my jam. And then you got it, and we looked at it, and I was like, okay, this is actually really, really cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, we don't always immediately have that, like, tie to a particular um, print. But this one, again, this is Meriwether Post Pavilion, our kind of, home for four years, going to the University of Maryland. Mm-hmm. We've been to shows at this venue before, um, you know, lived outside of D.C., traveled into D.C. for many years while we were in school. Had cherry blossoms, paper mache the outside of our car. Yeah, that's right. After washed it. This is like a, a nuisance every year that I don't think, if, unless you're living in that area, you don't know that yeah. cherry blossoms can make your life miserable <laughs> by sticking to your but car. But they're absolutely beautiful. They are. Um, and again, I love the ties directly into Maryland with the Black Eyed Susans as a state flower and, you know, the, the just this imagery of of this mystical, mythical being, celestial goddess which is you know um what owen had shared with me and there's a storytelling element here too that i really just want to mention because and i'm not sure if this was owen's intent but it speaks to me this way like i now want to know where has this celestial Mm -hmm. being coming come from what's her purpose what's she doing you know is she a character she's faceless so what does she look like if she fully materializes does she or is she just always Mm -hmm. this blank space woman made up of stars and infinity Mm. it's just a lot of questions but you know it's that kind of like 
character you would see on the front cover of like a fantasy novel mm-hmm. right like it's like the stuff i'm reading right like, now yeah your oh, stuff yeah. about like fairy kingdoms or whatever yep. you know and you know a lord of the rings type of or game mm-hmm. of thrones type of genre and you see her on the cover and you're like okay that's that's badass yeah. i need to learn now a little bit more about her backstory her backstory and where she she's come from i mean i think that the character that he's created here out of dream girl is in its own right, so mm-hmm. iconic, and this is maybe out on a limb, I think it's so iconic at this point now, and we're talking about a very short time frame, yep. um, that you could see this being, you know, repurposed in the Dave fandom, you know, sticker, tattoo, other art, again, hopefully with the permission of the artist, mm-hmm. if somebody wanted to do that, yeah. but um, I could I could see that because it's yeah. just been... Very well received yes, by the fandom. Very well. Again, relatively high poster count at one thousand seventy five pieces. They sold out. Yes. They're going for a pretty penny on yeah, aftermarket market. secondary. There was an artist drop mm-hmm. that sold out instantaneously. Instantly. I think it was, we tried, I tried for it and yep. it we struck out. <laughs> so luckily had the poster buddy. Yeah. Um I had to obtain obviously the the trading card through the secondary market. Yep. It was not a um, plentiful uh, stock or inventory. There yeah. was one that I, you know, watched, and I think that went, and then I I landed on this one, yeah. um, and those are limited to 150 mm-hmm. pieces. So yeah. I ended up with number 21 out of 150 for yep. the trading card, um, and I would say that based on that alone, that these are sought after, that the prices are up there. Yeah. There was a great reaction in the fan base. This is going to be yeah. one of those pieces, I think for years to come that become somewhat grail-like for people they'll be searching for or chasing i think so Um, and i think that image is going to become uh more prevalent you'll you'll see this this dream girl you know person which is really cool because you know we've done a couple episodes on the song series and recently and again i think it's just because it's sitting right in front of me Mm -hmm. but a lot of this particular tour topics or or themes from posters some of the new artists have taken their inspiration from the catalog that's right so, you're thinking of brandon trammell and busted, busted stuff, stuff. Yep. yep and, and he said that specifically about about that particular piece and quack and sort of a dreaming tree reference yep. right right and but they're not dream- song series but no. they have direct correlation to catalog songs of the of the band yep and we don't you know i think some of the fun of walking through and reviewing these is figuring out for ourselves what song we think it might tie to Mm -hmm. and you know having the artist give a very direct statement saying this is what it was yeah um i think it makes it even more fun it does because then you get to kind of peel away a little of the process Mm -hmm. um owen said you know i think in one of his posts how he had a lot of fun kind of going back to the catalog of the band to create this image and landed on dream girl. Um, found you know, some inspiration, found some inspiration. Um, that's right. And it's interesting too, because, uh, he mentioned that, and I read that post on yeah. Instagram that you're referencing. And yep. I think he mentioned it took him back to like high school or something mm-hmm. like that, which would have put him in high school around, you know, 2005 or so. Mm-hmm. And so that's not like, you know, 10 years younger than I am or, uh, so, so I think about my high school days, it's more like the under the table into crash era. And it just, it's interesting to me that then 
there's a generation, well, mm-hmm. yeah, probably multiple generations, yeah. but generation forward, like Owen Murphy saying, I'm thinking back to 05 high school and right. Dream Girl and Stand Up was sort of uh-huh. a record maybe in the background. Yeah. And just kind of interesting to me how, you know, music is sort of the soundtrack to our life. And so based on the time that you grew up, where you were and what you were listening to shapes your experience a little bit. So for us to feel really nostalgic about a song like Warehouse Mm -hmm. or um, Two Step or 41 or something like that, because these were the the songs of our youth. Yeah. It probably, you know, a song like Dream Girl probably elicits a feeling of nostalgia like that from somebody like, like. The artist here own my song probably will be would be lie in our graves Graves. when i was you know 16 17 years old that album was out we were driving around i was like i said i had my driver's license so we drove you know around the state to go to shows that summer and i just have a very vivid memory of being in the car windows down i had a little 1994 nissan altima Mm -hmm. And I had my Dave sticker, my fish sticker, and like, <laughs> you know, the sun and the moon sticker that was real popular. But I just, I have this like, just vivid memory of like screaming, singing from the top of my lungs, like, I can't believe that we were lot, you know, and it's yeah. just joyful moments on your way to a show or on your way home from a show in the summer in North Carolina hot. And it's like, just the breeze blowing on you and you're in your car with your girlfriends. And anyways, it's just... It, it is, that's a beautiful piece to like think about like what that memory was tied to. I love that the soundtrack of your life. It's true. Yep. You can think of songs or hear a song and you're immediately taken back to, you know, some moment in time. Yeah. Which yeah. is pretty, pretty awesome. Um, well, this was a really fun one to review. Uh, I just have to again say thank you to Kristen for helping us get this beautiful piece. Thanks, it really Kristen. means a lot um, to be able to have this in our home and... Uh, to Owen for being so uh, kind and generous, chatting with us on the uh, Instagram story. And as we always say, you know, if you guys got this at the show or if you are sought after it, you know, give us your comments, your thoughts on the piece. Love to hear um, what you guys kind of initially thought of. Engage with us on our socials. Um, and, uh, you know, we're just really grateful for everybody who has uh, joined us listening to the podcast over the last 15 episodes, wow. which is super cool. Um, and we're just really grateful to be able to, to do this and to connect with you all. And uh, anything else you got, Mike, today? No, that's pretty much it. Thank you all for <laughs> listening, and we'll talk to you next time. All righty. Bye.